Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Morenci. Throw it down with the Raging Redhead. Cam Stewart, get on the grid. We're on the grid. Uh, Rick uh, Serratella's on the grid as well. He'll uh, join us in a couple of minutes. Uh, the NFL Draft uh, Bible will continue our NFL Draft uh, breakdowns. We'll get uh, back to your questions uh, as well. As I mentioned, FanDuel has some very interesting uh, props uh, that have been posted uh, for the National Football League uh, draft. We were talking about Jalen Hurts. And when it comes down to a camp, you know, the book seems to be pretty convinced that he's going to be a third-round pick at plus 100. It's plus 160 for the second round, uh, plus 100 for the third round. Do you think it's a third round or he makes it into the fourth round? Yeah. Plus 100 is not enough value for me to bet it. I agree. If it was like plus 150 third round, I'd take a swing like it was like the plus 160 price. I agree. But I don't know. I think he might be a fourth rounder, to be honest. I agree. That's exactly what I think. I think he's going to be late third or fourth. So that's the thing, Gabe. If you And the thing is, with these props, you would take a flyer, but I need at least two to one in the second round. Plus 150, 160 isn't going to change my life. It's nice to get plus money, but when you're projected, you know, late second, third, I need something more. Then in the third round, we don't get any money. It's basically, you know, e- an even money bet plus 100. No, thanks. I don't think I want to go there. If they gave me plus to the fourth round, then we could start talking because, yes, I do believe – uh, if I had my projections, he's going to be late third, but I would take a flyer with fourth. I don't think he goes in the second round. Those are the bets that I'd make. If we had plus money, I'd take a chance with a fourth. But third and even money, not enough for me to take. You know what I find interesting? FanDuel posted some props. The first three picks, exact order. Yeah. And you know what? I'm getting flashbacks now of hitting this last year, actually. I hit this, I hit this last year, and I think I did well with the NBA. Uh, one, if you recall, I played yep. like a bunch of the scenarios though, and I got uh, I got one of them right, but yeah, there was a trade or something. So, I got burned. Yeah, when we got burned on the NBA, we did great, wasn't it? That fifth pick, and we had a guy like it was five and a half, or whatever. But I think it Trey Young. Yeah, it, I forget who it was, but somebody went like a couple spots before, or else we would have swept the board. I remember, and and the we other one, that from, trade, there was a kid in, and by a trade. Last year was that kid from Virginia who went who went a little bit higher than we thought uh, he was going to go too. So anyway, well, listen, but yeah. first first three picks. So this is what they think is going to happen: Joe Burrow, yes, Chase Young, yes, 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 yep. They've got two are going third overall in this prop, mm. uh, plus one hundred. No. So that means the odds makers, the book is thinking that someone's going to trade up for Tua yep. unless they think the Detroit Lions are going to take Tua. The Detroit Lions have the third pick. I think they I, might take a quarterback game. I don't think they will. Matt Stafford's still pretty good. I hate to tell you, I actually did this. Remember one? Actually, I checked my bet that we made before. It was two quarterbacks in the first five picks to plus money. Good luck getting that price again. I'm glad I oh, clicked that's on that. Free money. Gabe, Gabe, I did some crazy stuff when we first uh, started taping, remember? And these things pay like a couple, like two, 300 bucks. So I'm glad I put a little bit this more down. This is why, yeah, you're yeah. getting rewarded yeah. for putting your money early. I and am. That's why a lot of people, guys, we talk about these props and you're thinking, oh, they're talking about props. The draft is three and a half weeks away or oh, whatever. Guys, yeah. number one, some of these cool props we bought, brought up, I can't even find them, Cam, anymore. Nope, that they're, props they're gone. up there, then they're gone. It's right. They, once they take enough action on yep. some of these things, they might put them back after at a different price. Yeah. But basically, it's a feeling out process. And another thing is the prices change, guys, on these props. So that's like Cam got in some great bets. Only two quarterbacks taken in, 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 in the top five for plus 300. That's like yeah. free money. Yeah. So that's I push like, it's free money. I like push, for sure. Like Joe Burrow's automatic number one and two yep. is going to go in the top five for sure. Yeah, so it's a push, and if there's three, it's crazy. Like, yeah. You know why you were smart, Cam? You got this bet in before people realized Tua is kind of healthier than they thought. There was always this big thing that, like, Tua is really hurt or something. He's not. Like, he, you know, like, basically, I read that if the season started in September and he needed to play, he could be the starter. Yeah. The only thing is, it's even better. Teams are like, well, you know, he's not 100% healthy yet. So let's just draft him and not rush him on a field right away, right? Yeah, I did another that, one. That's the thing. I did another one, Gabe, and they took this one off, and I had to bet it. It's funny. It's just what you said. Tua, for the Lions to draft Tua, 
was nine to one. And I saw it again at five, at plus 500 on another book. When we first started, I clicked it. I put 40 bucks on it at nine to one, but now it's the same bet is five to one. There's for a dolphin Detroit. prop where he's minus 150 now too. Ooh, and it was minus 280 before. Minus 150. Mm. Um, all right. So Joe Burrow, Chase Young, two is plus 100. I don't think that's the most common thing to happen here. Now, if you look at mock drafts, and mock drafts are mock drafts for a reason. All right, all the guys, I'll tell you what, I've never seen one website where you have a current NFL general manager or scout writing a mock draft. It's, <laughs> it's always guys that are. Yeah. I use more for football yeah. for my mock draft. Hey, yeah. hey. I can give you <laughs> mock stock picks too, if you want. Yeah. It's their mock. Like, sure. <laughs> so, but we're just going to say. Listen, well, I brought up Walter Football. He's pretty good. He there's some there's some more respected guys. I don't mind Mel Kuyper and McShay, but I think you can dig a little deeper and get into some former scouts if you get into the real football world uh, out there. But uh, Joe, so another one, Joe Burrow, Chase Young, um, Okuda, the, uh, the cornerback out of Ohio mm-hmm. State. That's can the most predicted top three that I've seen. Like, as far as I'm concerned, Joe Burrow to the Bengals, Chase Young, number two to the Redskins. Yep. And uh, this uh, Okuda, uh, the, the defensive back out of Ohio State, with so the, the third pick to the, to the Detroit Lions. Lions. Lost Slay. Makes they, a lot yeah. of sense. And you got Matt Patricia as your defensive guy. They, you know, I don't think they're going to bump Matt Stafford yet. That's just my personal opinion. That's plus 220. I would have made that plus 100K. Mm-hmm. I do think that's the most common thing. Yet we're not we're not taking it into account trades. Uh, so we have another one: Joe Burrow, number one; Tua, number two; Chase Young, number three, plus three hundred. That could happen. That's like so. You know what this is telling me? Whoever sets the number for FanDuel really believes that somebody's trading up Trade for up Tua. To, I agree. That's exactly. So if I were you. Another thing you do, so who? what teams are going to trade up to get a quarterback? You have to figure that one up. Chargers, that's a team. Like, they're talking Tyrod Taylor. It's a, it's a, a game. It's what we talk about. Did you not see that story? Tyrod Taylor, oh, you're going to be surprised when I take this team really, really far. It's all this thing. <laughs> no, no, I got it. You got to sell yourself. But they're also bigging them up. The whole deal of the draft is a basically a shell game. You want to trick other teams. Oh, he had a horrible interview. This guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, oh, yeah, you don't, I don't believe anything that these guys are telling me or selling me. So I think it's a good uh, point, Cam, that one thing, the teams, teams are going to panic. If you're, if you're the Dolphins, you have to be very concerned that someone's going to trade up over you. Yes. Right? To Washington. If Washington have Haskins and they're not, I don't think they're going to draft quarterback. I don't. So I don't. I think you know they want to yeah. take Chase Young, so Washington could be in a good spot essentially, thinking, well, if we trade, we might still be able to get Chase Young. But this is where it's very difficult, guys, and you know it's hard. It's almost like betting on wrestling. We were talking about how the hell do we know what some of these erratic general managers in the National Football League are going to do? Exactly. Right? Like exactly. that. That's the like that's that's the thing right now. So put it this way: like I gotta believe Cam. Let's say the Miami Dolphins say, we're not screwing around. We hold the fifth pick in the draft, and we also hold the 18th pick in the draft. We're going to trade We're going to trade up our fifth with the Redskins to two. We'll, and if you're the Redskins, you get the fifth pick, and the Miami Dolphins also have the 18th pick in the first round. That's right. That's pretty enticing. Like, normally, I'm like, I don't like trading picks if I'm a guy. And, you know, it's like, all right, what am I getting out of this? Let me ask, if you were a GM, would you trade the second pick in the draft for the fifth pick and the 18th pick? De- definitely. You could get two pretty good players in a top 18. Definitely. Instead of one. Yeah, and, and this year is the year to do it because we talked oh, about wide, the wide receiver depth, the running back depth. Wouldn't you rather have two two picks? I remember... As a Seattle fan, when I moved up north, Gabe, the whole draft that changed them was the year they got Walter Jones and Sean Springs. They had two picks in the, and boom, boom. And after that, things got a lot better for that franchise. They didn't screw it up. Both guys turned out amazing. I would definitely do that because think about the talent that you can get. Two guys in the top 18, you're still going to get Swift. You're still going to get your guys. You can get high-quality talent. I'll tell you, if we were in the war room and somebody offered that deal, we nudge each other and say, let's do it. I know the two the two pick looks good. I'd rather have two picks inside the top eighteen, definitely. That's why you know th- these props. I'll tell you, I would never bet the number one Joe Burrow, Chase Young, two at plus one hundred, no, no value whatsoever. No. Joe Burrow, Chase Young, Jeff Okuda. 
I think that is the most sort of thing that would happen if there's not trades. And there's going to be trades. You know, there's going to be trades. There just always is. And when the trades happen, they always happen in the top end of things because one guy, all it takes is one. Hell, look, the Chicago Bears traded up to get Mitch Trubisky. So you're telling me that nobody's going to panic a day before the draft and say, you know what, I'm taking two, and no matter what, I'm, I'm climbing up. I'm, I'm going to get there. Yeah. So the Joe Burrow, two on number two, Chase Young is only plus 300. You have Joe Burrow, Chase Young, Isaiah Simmons, nine to one. Joe Burrow, Tua, Okuda, 20 to one. That's not crazy, actually, oh. at 20 to one. Joe Burrow, first overall. Somebody trades up second with the yep. Redskins to get Tua. And then, boom, the, the Lions now. But you know what? I want to get Chase Young third. That's, that's what I want, Cam. Yeah. I want that. And, of course, they won't give it to me. No, come on. Seymour. There better be under Seymour. Uh, that's, that's the one I'm looking for, Kevin. Here's the, here's I want Joe Burrow one, two a two. Because get this, if somebody traded up to get two a two, I'm telling you, the Detroit Lions wouldn't pass up Chase Elliott at three. So then he would go three suddenly. Here's the thing. The Lions, I think, hold the key to everything. And you bring up the point. Do they go and draft a quarterback because Stafford's old? If they do, they're probably going to pick Tua right there. I think the Lions actually, it's funny, I was thinking the same thing, and I've been on a couple mocks, if they trade down or whatever, here's the thing, Tua has a great chance, the Chargers are not going into this thing with Tyrod Taylor, I don't care what anybody tells yeah. me, the Chargers are going to find a way, I think, they are drafting Tua, it's between them and Miami, and one of those teams, they, they could they, still, if, sign, the as of our conversation, yep, yep. Right. I mean, our show yeah. airs, uh, you know, it, difficult circumstances were day day behind or so. But they could sign Cam Newton for a year. They could bring in Jameis Winston, the Chargers still. But I don't think they will. I think they're going to go. I think they're going to go draft. I think they're going to move up for Tua. Like I, it's one of those things. There's something that team's close. And that's a that's a fit that I think can work. But hey, Gabe, we're not general managers. We're just estimating. But you're right. A lot of dominoes are going to fall this draft because we know Cincinnati's taking Burrow. That's a lock. What are the Redskins? What are they going to do? I don't. I, I really don't know. The Redskins, the Redskins will take Chase Young, or they'll trade the pick. Yeah, yeah that's a thing. Say something. I don't, think, I don't uh, think the Redskins would be adverse to trading a pick. I agree with that. Like I said, if I was the Redskins and the Dolphins called me, and they offered me five eighteen for the two. You can even hey. squeeze a little bit more out of them. You can say, and and next year's second round pick. Yeah, you sure. know what I mean? And just one more, right? Like, yeah. deal. You know what I'm saying? You wouldn't get next year's first two. That's too excessive uh, to move yeah. up. Like Third or a fourth, maybe. Yeah, no, but I'm saying second round. I'd tell them, yeah, <laughs> you guys want two of this bad? Because it's obvious if you're moving up to two, you're desperate. So I'd say, listen, yeah, I'll take your five, your 18, and your two next year. And then we're getting some pretty good players out of this right now. Yeah, exactly. But the Miami Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins, you know, I don't know. Do they like Herbert better, right? I and mean, we're not even really talking about Herbert too much. Exactly. But, you know, there was a prop cam. Uh, I know that um, I know you took a look at this one. I found it to be pretty interesting, too. And it shows, shows the power, doesn't it, of the SEC. Um, first round draft picks. SEC. Versus the world. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. That And you know what the crazy thing is, Gabe? I looked up and down, and it is close. It is razor thin. Like, I'm telling you, like, you look at the guys in the SEC that are drafted in this draft in all mocks. It's like literally, like, it, it, it is like off by one, maybe two at the most. Like, I did it again. I went to a couple different sites, Walter Football, at like five or six different mocks. I'm telling SEC you. SEC total is 15 and a half. Yeah. I, so basically, <laughs> look. Like that, dude. There's 32 picks. They're basically and so that's 16. Yeah, so see, they're basically saying SEC's pick. half the draft. Yep. Which I'm not really in a rush to get in front of that. To be honest, I'm going to go under by. You know what I think? I think 14 or 15 get drafted by the SEC. 16. Bama's a little bit like what? Five, four, five. Yeah, well, tons now it depends. Of, tons of LSU too. Tons of LSU. Throw in a couple Georgia. Oh, I know. Yeah. Hey, there's that. There's there's, there, there's the South Carolina Gamecock in there. That's there's SEC. Quite few, there's quite a few Big Ten guys though, too, isn't yes, there? Yes, yes, and the, yeah, and you got the remember the other schools: TCU, Iowa, Wisconsin's got Taylor. I think I think and you the, know you know how much the ACC has fallen when they're over under for picks in the first round is two and a half players. Yeah, I know it's crazy. 
It might even go under. There might be like two players from Clemson. Just for the record, yeah. So the SEC is 15 and a half over under 15 and a half players. And uh, we'll have time, guys. We'll, we'll get into this more depthly, maybe conference by conference. Uh, SEC is 15 and a half, but it's minus 152 to the over. ACC, two and a half players only, but minus 250 to the over. Uh, Big 10, five and a half uh, players. I want to go well. You know what? Big 10, five and a half? I think we can go over there, don't can't we? That seems low. Five well, and I'll tell half. you what, right off the top of our head, the second Chase overall Young. pick in the draft, Chase Young, is Ohio State. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, Iowa, that kid Worfs, he's dead. I'd like, I'd like to claim Joe Burrow as, as the prop with the book. Hey, listen, he played at Ohio State. He's Big Ten. <laughs> Three picks inside the top six. So that's two. You mentioned Worfs, the offensive lineman's either going to go to the Giants or someone else in the top, like five, six, seven type thing. What about uh, that's, got that's, a- that's that's three right there in the top. Yeah, um, there's more. Yes, yeah, so there's some big couple Big Twelve in there. Yeah, it's gonna be tough, man. I, I wow, Oof, there's so many SEC guys. It's crazy. Like that's a tough bet game. Like I would I'd say at first I gotta take the plus money with the under, but like it is almost a. That's the thing. You gotta lay the fifty five cents if you want the over. I think there's going to be, so what is it, 15 and a half? Oh, man, there could be like 15 or 16. That's exactly, it's going to be so close. Craziness. Uh, Rick Saratella will have some thoughts on on some of these uh, draft props that we're breaking down uh, right now. We mentioned it, yeah, the Miami Dolphins, the big favorite, guys, minus 150 uh, for Tua uh, right now. The Chargers, uh, the Chargers are plus 195. Redskins plus 340. The Redskins aren't drafting Tua. no. Raiders 15, the Raiders would have to do something to move up. Uh, the Raiders aren't going to get them there. The Lions are 16 to 1 to get to. And the Panthers are 19. That's not happening. One guy, we, we were talking about Jalen Hurts, actually, Kev. And one team that I saw, there's been two teams, and you never know with the reports and stuff, but the two teams that said that they, they all reportedly like Jalen Hurts, the Dallas Cowboys like him, and he can be a cheap backup. Um, you know, depending on when he get him, and supposedly Mayak and Gruden like him. You know that new character thing the Raiders are building? Hertz is that type of guy. You know what I mean? Played at a winning program, a couple of winning programs, is liked by everyone, is mean, he's an intense guy, Hertz. He never smiles, like he's very serious. I could see the Raiders taking a flyer on Jalen Hurts, actually. They could. Uh, they, they absolutely could. And, uh, they yeah, don't have whole... the team to draft him, though. They have the team to draft Justin Herbert. They have the team yeah. to draft Jerry Judy. All they have for Jalen Hurts is the round, though. Sorry, Cam. I, I, oh, no, I got to throw something at you. How about the Patriots to draft two at 17-1? to 1? I was going to say the Patriots roll the dice on Jalen Hurts yeah. in the later rounds. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I, I'm looking at other options. At the, yeah, well, I'll other, tell you other, what. Other, I'm a little, I'd be a little concerned. Uh, I'd be a little concerned uh, right now if you're a Bills fan like I am. The Patriots aren't not going to do anything. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Get on the grid, sports grid. I'm Marenzi, and you know I live on the grid. Let's do this. It's game time decisions, although we've been joking with no uh, games to make decisions on. Uh, we should rename the show Draft Time Decisions uh, because we've been spending a lot of time talking about uh, the NFL draft. And let's bring in a man right now. Let's get biblical, actually. Where it seems like we're in biblical times uh, right now, Rick. Uh, the NFL Draft uh, Bible, the guru, steps up and in. Uh, Rick. Rick Saratella. Rick, thanks for joining us. How you doing? Happy to be here. Preach the gospel. Some NFL draft. Take our minds off of some of this craziness. Yeah, let's let's do it. I know you're in New York as well, so I'm glad that uh, you're safe. And fortunately, we still have the NFL draft uh, right now to break down as of now. I, I, I don't know if you saw the NFL subcommittee and GM six to one said they didn't want to do it. They said, hey, this isn't fantasy football. You know, we, we've got a lot of meetings that we've got to go through and you know, doctors and, and all this other type of stuff, physicals. 
Yeah, with that being stated, Rick, it is what it is. And every GM is in the same situation. This is where it, it you know what? Because you know this better than anyone, Rick. NFL general managers aren't sitting around watching college football during the season, are they? No, you know, you make some good points here. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, everybody is in the same boat. And we went through with the free agency. It's time to keep it moving. And listen, the owners say what you want about Roger Godell. He is dominating the headlines here with the free agency, with the NFL draft. And in a way, it might be therapeutic for the fans to get back to a sporting event because, you know, quite frankly, this is probably the only event we might have for quite some time. But one last thing I will say, it's not going to impact day one or day two much, but day three, where yeah. you find out the teams that have the area scouts that can rely on that scouting department, that's where the teams are really going to shine. That's a great point, Rick. I think we'll see down the road, right? We're going to find out two, three years, four years from now who, who really does have the best scouting departments in the National Football League. Now, listen, I hate the term best ever. And in today's day and age, everything's the best ever, right? Oh, LeBron, everything they see now. Kids, you know, I mean, there was a poll on ESPN, Rick, uh, best college basketball players. It was like a bracket head-to-head. -head. Zion Williamson beat uh, Danny Manning. Like, come on. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, people get best ever. But I got to tell you, and you've been covering the draft a long time. You've been scouting these players a long time. You look at the wide receiver core, I've never seen it as deep as this. You're literally 20 deep of guys. Guys that are ranked like 14 to 17th this year are legitimately good football players. I see some good running backs as well. I'll be honest with you. I haven't really focused on the defensive side of the football too much uh, yet in the draft because everything we do is like props and all that type of stuff. But let me ask you as a whole, how deep is this draft? And what's the defensive side of the ball? Like, what's your take on it? Because I know the wide receivers are deep. We got some good running backs, and I'm asking you by player by player, but what other positions and how good is this draft, in your opinion? You know, first off, I hope Pistol Pete Maravich made that list on the college baseball. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, you know, it's, uh, it is a year of wide receivers, 55 wide receivers in Indianapolis, which I think is an all-time record. And, you know, I was looking at some of those prop bets that are pretty favorable at the wide receiver position, actually, because C.D. Lamb right now is favored to be the first wide receiver off the board from Oklahoma. But I think Jerry Judy from Alabama, I think— Interesting. Plus you think Judy's the player ahead of uh, C.D. Lamb? You think he goes ahead of him? I do, and I think you can get him at plus 160. And Henry Ruggs— you know, hey, we saw John Ross a couple of years ago uh, come off the board very high because of that speed. Well, Ruggs is a pretty good dark horse candidate there. He's right now third, but he could very well be the first receiver off the board. So that's how deep the wide receiver class is. You got guys like Denzel Mims and Jalen Rieger and even a guy like Michael Pittman from USC yep. that nobody's really talking about. Uh, these guys are going to go day two, day three and become valuable contributors at the next level. You mentioned running backs. Um, you know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a guy, you know, I think he he is a, a play the board right now. You can get good odds. There's some teams out there that have them have him as their number one running back. I think it's going to be Jonathan Taylor. Vegas is telling us DeAndre Swift. So there's some good prop bets out there on the skill position side. And defensively, I mean, listen, uh, Chase Young is the cream of the crop. I think he's the most talented player in this year's draft. Derek Brown from Auburn is a blue chipper, and yeah. Jeffrey Okuda from Ohio State. I mean, those guys are all uh, top 10 potential. So let's talk a little bit about the running backs. Um, is I've been talking about the running backs. Let me. So you, you say you're not so sure it's the Andre Swift. So do you think he's not, like, leaps and bounds better uh, than everybody else at the running back position? You got Jonathan Taylor, and a guy that I'm surprised about, and FanDuel's got him at 52 and a half. Now, I'm not saying he's going to go before 52 and a half. But I'm saying if I'm an NFL general manager, I'm looking long and hard at this guy. And I want to ask you, and I'm a Michigan fan, so I can tell you firsthand, this guy terrorized us. He was a possible tackle. And I'm talking about Dobbins. You rushed for over 2,000 yards in the Big Ten. How come more people, like, what's the knock on him that people aren't really, like, panicking, saying, oh, my God, this guy's amazing, more than he is? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting, isn't it? I've heard various things from different scouts on Dobbins. Some people... Uh, we'll put him in that top echelon. Other guys are not so sure, and they question the speed. Uh, you know, does he have that breakaway, explosive, elite speed that you saw from Jonathan Taylor or DeAndre Swift? So I think that's what's holding Dobbins back. 52 and a half is a pretty interesting uh, prop bet. Uh, I think, you know, there might be one running back in the first round 
which probably pushes all the other guys yeah, back. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking past 52 and a half. Yeah, me too. And, you know, Swift is at 28 and a half. So that's late first round. That's sort of, that's an accurate number, isn't it? Like, couldn't you see him going around there, like 26 to 32 type thing? Yeah, I th- and I think, you know, when you win the Super Bowl, uh, like the Chiefs, yeah. a luxury pick like a DeAndre. You read my mind. I should have pick. We right? think a lot alike. I got to tell you, you should be worried about that. I said the same thing the other day about Swift. I said, man, some good team late in the draft is going to go, yeah, yeah, we're taking this kid. Right, twenty exactly like the team like the Chiefs. Um, let's talk about so some of the other running backs that maybe aren't uh, Florida State. Um, they had a nice. Uh, he's a good running back. Except yeah. I'm always hesitant to Florida State players uh, when we when we look at Cam, a guy a guy that what, what what's your take on Moss um, out of Utah? Because he seems like a physical enough kid that can you know he can pound. But Booker was and I know he's not Booker, but when you get guys from the same school, right? What do you make of Moss? Yeah, kind of like an Alfred Morris type of guy where he's got size, doesn't have the blazing 40. Alfred Morris was a sixth-round pick. I see Zach Moss, because of the medical, because of the slow 40 time, probably in that uh, mid-to-late round type of situation. But I think at the end of the day, if you want a guy who can carry the rock between the tackles, be that two-down back, well, then Zach Moss is a guy that can do that. And, you know, we talk about it's it, are they stars at the running back position? Probably not. But running backs in the NFL, there's always those guys in the third round, the fourth round that end up being pretty damn good and contributing. Look at Singletary with the Bills. Uh, we'll see if he can take the next step. Uh, and I'm seeing talk to me about Joshua Kelly, the kid out of UCLA. Yeah, I love Joshua Kelly. He's a really good um, one of the more underrated guys. I think he can go top 100. This guy's uh, thighs are built like tree trunks. And so he can break the arm tackles. He's got a, you know, sneaky elusiveness to him in the open field, can make defenders miss yard after run, yard after contact. Uh, Joshua Kelly from UCLA, this is a guy that, again, you know, maybe early day three could go on and start at the next level. Um, I'm, so I mentioned, I mentioned Singletary. I, I am a Buffalo Bill fan. And a lot of people are excited about the Bills coming into the year. You know, they bring in Stephon Diggs. Uh, Josh Allen continues to develop. I think the the failure in the, in the playoff game is actually good for the the Bills. They got to get a home playoff game. That's the thing. And this year, that I think the division is there uh, for them. I'm not adverse to bringing another running back. So talk to me about this. You know, you look. You mentioned Kansas City. Good football teams have depth, and I like Singletary, but I'm not opposed to bringing in another back as well if on the Buffalo Bills. Would you agree with that? I think, you know, when you look around the league, how many uh, uh, bell cows are there really in this? Exactly. You know, Today you want two good guys, three good guys, right? The days of that one star back are done, bro. It's a running back by committee league, and there might be five or six feature backs in the entire NFL. But I think you're exactly right. You want that change of pace guy. You want that complimentary back. And, you know, take a look at a guy like Melvin Gordon, who uh, thought who he was on his high horse, held out the entire season. (laughs) And Austin Eakler made us forget about Melvin Gordon real quick. Now he goes and signs with the Broncos, and hey, he might be second f- fiddle to Philip uh, Lindsay, who's an undrafted free agent guy. So running backs to to our earlier conversation, why there might be only one guy in the first round, and all those guys trickle down. But look at Singletary; he was not a very high pick, and you know he's probably going to be the best running back from that draft class. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the quarterbacks. Everyone's talk obviously about Joe Burrow. Tua's interesting just because how healthy is he? I think he's healthier than people thought he was going to be. Um, I wanted to talk to you, though, about Jalen Hurts, a guy that not a lot of people are talking about, actually. And are you a pro Jalen guy or are you like, you know, how do you feel about him? And I saw some very, very interesting numbers. And uh, it was Dave Richard that wrote the article, a fantasy guy, CBS. So I want to give him credit just because he put the work in here. And I was pro Kyle Allen last year. Now, listen, I wouldn't have taken a first overall. I don't think anyone else would have, but, you know, it's all it, all it takes is one team, right? So he's a perfect fit. And I like Kyle Allen, and I like Lamar Jackson. So for the record, I like these young mobile quarterbacks. And I said, I said, well, look, you look at what Baker Mayfield did at Oklahoma, and everyone doubted Kyle. Uh, Kyle and the numbers were the exact same, right? Like, I remember reading an interview with Lincoln Riley. He's like, He's like, they were the exact same. The offense ran the same. The the production was the exact same. So I said, well, Baker did it. Why couldn't Kyler do it? 
And I said, well, if Lamar Jackson could do it, why couldn't? I was pro to Sean Watson as well. And the numbers are crazy when you look at Jalen Hurts. So he completed 69.7% of his passes. This is last year in Oklahoma. 69.7% of his passes. 78% of the throws are target. 11.3 yards per attempt. 9.4% um, uh, touchdown rate. 2.4 interception rate. 5.6 yards per run. 11.7 rushes per touchdown. Uh, the year before, Kyler Murray. 69.1%, same thing. 80.9% throws on target. All right, Jalen was 78%. 11.6 per attempt. Jalen was 11.3 attempt. 11.2 touchdown rate. 9.4 touchdown rate. 7.2 yards per run, 5.6 yards per run. You hear where I'm going with this? Jalen Hurts has put up all the same numbers as Baker Mayfield did, as Kyler Murray did, yet people aren't talking about him. Uh, is he a sleeper? What's your take on this kid? You know, I think J Jalen Hurts can very well be a successful quarterback at the next level. I think the difference between the guys that you mentioned and Jalen is, yes, the completion percentage is up there. The accuracy on paper looks great. I think the difference is, is under pressure, those off-platform throws. Yeah. You know, he, I think Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield even can improvise a little bit more, buy themselves some more time in the pocket, where Jalen just, he needs to kind of speed things up a little bit. And I saw that at the combine, even with his mechanics. It's all there, just needs to get faster. And, you yeah. know, he went down to the senior bowl, character, players gravitating towards him, the leadership intangibles, yeah. it's all there. And then you expect them to come out and, you know, kind of rise above, uh, cream always rises to the top. And it was just okay at the senior bowl. Not the end of the world, but you would have just liked to see him kind of check off those boxes throughout the process at the senior bowl, at the combine. But on film, it's all there. If you got to inject Jalen Hurts right away, it might be a, a messy situation. But I think if you let him develop and maybe give him a few games, a half a season or an entire season to kind of work on his mechanics, I think he can very well just like a Dak Prescott be a successful quarterback. Where it gets yeah, good comparison where he's being rumored, right? Yeah. And, and <laughs> interesting is do you do you roll the dice with a Jalen Hurts or do you take a, a Jameis Winston where you know what you're getting? Also kind of a project. Cam Newton's out there who's had some success in the league. So there's a lot of options here. Once you get past those top three or four quarterbacks, do you go with a veteran signal caller? Do you develop a guy like Jalen Hurts? Or do you use the Kansas City Eagles blueprint where you bring in a Bradford, you draft Wentz, you bring in a Mahomes, you draft, uh, you draft Mahomes, you have Alex Smith, and do one of those kind of deals. So it'll be interesting. You know, it is. And I think Jalen Hurts is one of these guys, Rick, as well, that you've got to take a chance and put him in a game. Right? It's one of these days. It's like, yeah, he's not perfect, but trust me, once he's on the field, he'll win for you. I see that, but you're right. And Jalen Hurts, I like the arm strength. I remember at the combine, he guy was throwing like rockets, right? Pretty accurate bombs. He's strong as hell. He can bench press 700 pounds or whatever we know, but it's like he was the strongest kid on the football team in Oklahoma. Everyone loves him. You're right. But you're correct about that, isn't it? Because sometimes he'll make a nice play, but the decision process is weird. He's erratic. He'll lose 18 yards on a sack. He thinks he can outrun people. Um, his, you know, sometimes he's oblivious. He's going to get crushed and he doesn't know. Other times he'll take off right away with like a play develop. You're right. He is a little erratic with the decision making, but there's a lot to like about him. And you mentioned Doc Prescott. Let's be real, dude. The Dallas Cowboys fell ass backwards into him. They wanted to draft Connor Cook and he got taken a pick before by the Raiders. <laughs> and Doc was going to be the third string guy. They had Tony Romo, Kellen Moore. They both get hurt and Doc, you know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's funny, like how the you know, perception of reality it's all different. Where do you think Jalen ends up uh, going? His pick is 72 and a half. I got to believe a little lower. I think he's going to be like a late third rounder, fourth rounder type thing. I'm going to go even if you told me he goes in the second round, I wouldn't be shocked because it is. Well, a yeah, you think that high, huh? Yeah. yeah, well, you know, there's a, if you look around the league. And I'm hearing the Raiders like him. The Gruden's got a thing for him. Well, the Raiders are looking for quarterbacks. And you also got to factor in, hey, guys like Phillip Rivers on a one-year deal. How long does yeah. Big have left. Drew Brees is already being How about moved. the Patriots and Jalen Hurts? Belichick can roll the dice, right? Right. And then Belichick drafts a quarterback every year. But when you take a look at some of these quarterbacks around the league, they're not going to be in the NFL the next year or two. So everybody really Good is point. a developmental guy. That's, a, that's, a, that's why it's interesting with Winston as well. 
he's going to sign somewhere eventually. And is it a team where it's like New Orleans or something that they say, listen, or Pittsburgh, listen, Ben's only going to be here. You got to bite the bullet for a year, but you'll be the quarterback in the future. I don't know. It's fascinating uh, right now. So listen, uh, we've only got about two minutes left here right now. And I enjoy talking football with you, Rick. Name a quarterback no one's talking about a little bit uh, deeper down. Last year, it was Ryan Lindley that everyone loved. Ah, oh, take a look. You know, they loved him a lot. Um, well, who are you looking at uh, this year? Who's sort of a guy that's flying under the radar a little bit? James Morgan, Florida International, a guy that was on my radar before the season. Didn't have the greatest year on film, but I'll tell you what, when he we got him out at the Combine, he was in that same group as Jalen Hurts. And those two guys kind of stood uh, above the rest of the other guys. And, uh, you know, he's been a guy linked to the Patriots. So you want a third, fourth round guy, uh, Morgan from Florida International. He's got all the tools to work with. I think he's got a lot of upside. Uh, hey, it was really fun talking football with you. Shout out to Carver and Pharrell uh, for, for hooking it up. We'll definitely. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decision continues. I am Gable Reggie on the down with the raging redhead Cam Stewart. Get on the grid, sports grid. And a shout out to everyone on the sports grid team doing a great job through these difficult times. We hope everybody is staying safe. Uh, we know a lot of work is going on, um, editing and stuff. And even I wonder, and Cam, Cam sometimes asks me, where the hell are those shows we're doing? Are they ever going to air or what? And I'm like, dude, I don't know. They take like 12 hours to edit and upload and and all that other stuff. So, you know, we, we understand everybody's putting a, a lot of work in uh, right now. Um, we were speaking uh, with the powers that be, and, you know, maybe not next week, uh, but we are looking at ways to get back to uh, some live programming uh, mm. as well uh, moving forward. So uh, stay tuned uh, for that. But uh, we, do, uh, we do love all you guys, all of our uh, regulars uh, out there, and we appreciate you watching the videos and the support and all the questions and, uh, and the support on Twitter. Uh, as well. And we got a couple other more uh, questions, actually. Um, Buckery. What's up, Buckery? Buckery asks uh, about Dana White still trying to go ahead with UFC 249. Should it just be canceled now? Or should the UFC continue for uh, looking for opponents for Tony Ferguson? And this one's easy. I don't have a problem with the NBA looking at thinking, you know what, we're going to play in Orlando in August. Like, the NBA is not saying we're going to play somewhere April the 18th. Yeah, That's what Dana exactly. White's trying to do. That's in. It's less than three weeks away. He keeps saying about how he has a place that, it said, that wants to do it. Yet he's never said where. So if you really had a place, how come you never announce it? And my feeling was that it was Russia. I think Dana thought, I can do this in Russia. And Khabib went back to Russia like a week and a half ago. And he's not coming back. <laughs> no. And I said at the time, Khabib's not flying to Russia and flying back. Like, the only way he's getting back into Russia is because he's a Russian citizen. Yep. Right? Like, there's a no travel anywhere in the world right now, guys, pretty much. Like, you have to be a citizen to wherever you're going. Yep. You know, unless you're a doctor, unless you're you know, essential. Um, and I saw, like, people are getting denied. Like, couples are getting broken up and stuff. Mm, yeah, families. It, it sucks. You yeah. know, if you're not married and stuff, I saw a couple at the U.S.-Canadian border. They've been together like eight years or something, but they're not yeah. married. Yeah. And they basically said, we can't. Like, it sucked. They, they weren't trying to be jerks about it, yeah. but if we let you in, we got to let every couple in. And then where does it, you know what I mean? You have to be, hey, get married. <laughs> <laughs> Good is what you want yeah. Get hitched. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. That's the best. Well, hey, people marry guys from other countries all the time. Hey, do me a solid. I'll get you in. Don't worry. Yeah, so, I'm just saying, so, yeah, Khabib wasn't flying to Russia last week. Yeah. He knew all along, I'm not coming back. For sure. Right? So he knew, I'm not coming back to North America. So he damn well knew. You don't fly to Russia. It's not flying like flying to Florida. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> On Dana's private charter. You're flying to Russia, okay? So he's in Russia. Russia's in lockdown right now. They, everyone in Europe pretty much has locked the countries down unless it's essential travel. So he's literally, he can't leave. I think they knew that, but they thought, they didn't realize Putin was going to shut things down. I think Dana, this is just me personally thinking, I think Dana thought, go to Russia, I'll work it out with Russia. 
and I'll pull it off. I'm buddies with Trump, Trump and Putin, you know what I mean? Yep. I'm going to make a couple of calls. We're going to make this happen in Russia. But when when Khabib left Russia, Russia wasn't shut down yet, Cam. Yep. Like, they, they knew about the virus, and there was sort of isolation going on. But Russia has closed everything down. Like, the streets are, yeah. like, they're, they're empty in Russia right now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, Putin might be, you know, whatever, a lot of things, but he's not dumb. He, he knows it's not going to be good for him if everyone gets sick in Russia. So, you know, his system can't handle it, and they're going to blame him. So he's, he's taking it very seriously. And I think they probably told him, no, 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 no UFC. Yeah. No, 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 no UFC. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, no. Like, yet. We, yet. Like, we like, but yet. No, no, no. no. I can imagine, but we do, we do in summer. We do in summer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, no, to me, I mean, come on, man. There were sports books out there with odds up for this stuff. And then North Korea on the list so are we going to north korea like really sure. really no think think about data is like you got to give it up at some point he doesn't give a rat's ass like all these other leagues are doing whatever it's like oh it's business as usual it's like this guy like just he'll do any like it's crazy it's like he's not really i don't think really grasping the severity like if the nba could do it they would be doing it it's like dude man like are you not getting the memo like it's not happening. Like, I don't get it. You know what I mean? It's like every well, thing, Cam. We'll find something. We'll find out. He's got no location and no fighters. Yeah. That and he's perfect. going on still. I know. <laughs> and no, the thing is, and but he's got all these fighters on Twitter, God bless him. They're like, I'll fight. I'll fight. The thing is, that's all good. You can agree to fight. So let's say you agree to fight. You live in Florida right now. Where, where are you? How are you flying anywhere? Like, where, where are you going? <laughs> hey, right. You're you know going to I mean? like, destination like, unknown. It's true. Oh, like, all right. So maybe they can pull it off in the United Emirates. Like, basically, we're into, they need to go to a dictator land. Yeah. Like, no no normal country will do this, Cam, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Now, the only two countries that are somewhat normal, there's, there's three, actually. Belarus camera open for business. I know. What's up? And for all you gamblers out there, you can bet on Belarus and everything. They got everything going. They're nuts. They got everything going. I know. I was watching, looking at Belarus hockey lines. I'm like, I don't know who these guys are. Yeah, what's Belarus doing? Are they just saying, screw it? Like, we're, we're, we'll manage ourselves? No, you know, I'll tell you. Lukashenko, Alexander Lukashenko's the, um, the, uh, the president of uh, Belarus. He literally doesn't believe that the virus is real. Wow. Yeah, he doesn't think. So there's 10 million people that live in the country, and none of them, like, their leagues are going on. And word of no lie, it's all funny and stuff, but he's dead serious. He says, drink vodka daily, work hard in the fields, and then take a sauna and you'll be fine. And then he, then he gave the line. <laughs> it sounds good, but. Then he, yeah, no, and then he gave the line that it's better to uh, die on our feet, uh, live on our feet than die on our knees. Yeah, no, I will say this, though, for his remedy, alcohol, right? Like a high percentage of alcohol. That's what alcohol kills things. But there's no, come on, like that's a guessing game. You didn't talk to a scientist, alcohol with this and that. They well, what, everyone's going to drink alcohol right. then, and you're going to yeah. have in a year, everyone's going to have liver disease in your country. Actually, yes. there's a domino <laughs> effect for everything, Cam. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. <laughs> All right. So speaking of speaking of uh, diseases, uh, I imagine blood pressure and uh, other cardio uh, could could be a problem. Yes. Um, when we speak of eating this much McDonald's, um, as we see here, Cam. So this was put up. I don't really understand the thirty-five hundred dollar part because yeah, yeah. Why that's a lot of money. Yeah, it's kind like, of like yeah. anyone. If people would do a hell of a lot less. Like, come on, man. People, I would. People would have sex with like strangers of the same sex for thirty five hundred dollars. Like, you know what I'm saying? Put it out. I'm like, wow, thirty five hundred dollars for like trying just being an absolute pig and maybe eating this McDonald's. Yeah, thirty five hundred. Like, come on. Like, you know, five hundred. Like, can we start there or like a couple hundred? Like, that's like so. Anyway, so. So Trevor Donovan says, somebody offers you $3,500 to finish everything on this tray in 90 minutes. Could, would you do it? So it looks like what? It's four large sodas. Yep. Uh, those are triple. They're triple triple cheeseburgers. So you got two triple cheeseburgers, 
looks like about 40 nuggets and a couple of big fries there. 90 minutes. Yeah, that's not, you know, it's I, not as easy as it looks. People think, oh, I'd crush that in 10 minutes or something. You wouldn't. Easy. And for me, it would get disgusting. That's the problem. Like after a few, like after enough, you'd be like, oh, God. Like that's a lot of nuggets there. <laughs> it sure is. Like, yeah, no, like. I can see you crushing the burgers and running into a wall with the nuggets after. You know what it is? Actually, you know what I think it was? I'm actually going to tell you what would would be uh, troubling, the sodas. I think I could get through the food, but you'd be drinking. Because the water, like, in those eating competitions, oh, you yeah. can, like, bring it down. Like, if you keep on guzzling soda. That, I can. You couldn't do the sodas first because you'd be full. You'd be like, oh, God, I can't. Yeah, you'd have four tubs of Coke in your stomach. <laughs> down here, like, the nuggets, are, I think, are easy. I, the burgers, I think I could get to. And I think I think it can be done in under like some guy tweeted. What does he say? Thirty minutes? That's not true. Like no, I don't care. Like even these professionals, that's a very difficult tray. I'm thinking though, in about an hour, sixty minutes, you could. I think I'd give it a shot. I'm not sure if I could do it, but I think I could. I gotta tell you, it does make me want to eat at McDonald's. Oh, yeah, they got uh, good deals right now. Yeah, I was gonna stroll over there and get a McChicken. I haven't had one of those in a while. Three bucks. Get it to go. Drive-thru. Can, can you walk through the drive-thru? Eaters are pissed, though. That was the place that they used to hang out, like, uh, in the neighborhood. Like, it's kind of like Callaway. They got nowhere to go. They used to sit there, read the paper, and, like, get nine cups of coffee and pay for the first one and hang out at McDonald's all day, right? I, I used to meet my parents there, but uh, that's the problem, man. They love the free coffee. I don't know where they're going now. Dude, this isn't good for anybody. I know you saw the story. Um, even the mob in New York is taking a hit. They've got no one to shake down, and they got no bets. There's no games. They got no numbers. They got nothing. No loan sharking. There's no nothing. If I was the mob, I'd come up with an email with all the Belarus sports and explain everything, and then, yeah, just send them an email and say, start gambling. <laughs> the only league in town. <laughs> You're right. The, the, the mob is getting a hit. No restaurants, no sports. Yeah, tough times for the mob. Uh, Jordan Kovacs. What's up, Kovacs? Uh, this one, wow, Kovacs is, uh, they're coming with some real questions here. Pick a superpower. All right. Number one, fly. Yeah. Number two, read people's minds. Number three, teleport. Like Captain Kirk, you know, you can yeah. go, like, go wherever you need to go. Uh, number four, be invisible, the invisible man. Wow, those are those are some great offers. I gotta tell you, and what, the last one, see into the future, but you can't use for betting purposes. Uh, that's not gonna happen. Then that one's not. No, gonna but yeah, it. you see, Kovacs, I don't need to see in the future for betting purposes because if I could read people's minds or be invisible, I'd know everything anyways. Problem with the reading the minds one. It'd be kind of like you're at the bar and the chick would be going, this guy's, you're, he's ugly, he's too hairy. Like, after a while, I think it would kind of hurt your feelings. Actually, that's a good point. You see, Cam, you're, you're thinking like an episode of The Twilight Zone. I am. You, you think that reading people's minds at first would be, because I'm thinking, oh, it'd be great. I'd get the world nuclear secrets. You know what I mean? I'd know everything. I'd just be like, yeah, what stock is going to be the big one tomorrow? I'd like with the chairman of the board, let me read his mind. But it's a good point. You're saying the real human aspect. You'll know what people think about you. And they'll be like, oh, I hate this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your boss he thinks you're a great guy. But meanwhile, he thinks you're a dick. And the girl's like, ah, you know, I'll sleep with you. He's not really that. I don't right, know. So flying Maybe. is cool, but yeah, what are you going to get out of flying? Tele I can fly in an airplane. Teleportation. I can go anywhere, anytime I want. Invisible's good, too, but I like teleportation. What do you think? I don't know. I'm kind of stuck on the uh, the read the mind one. The read the mind one's pretty good. It's pretty good, but I couldn't handle it. I don't think too emotional. I get upset. Yeah, but the thing is, you wouldn't know everyone that you're reading their mind. Yeah. I am thinking of it like a Twilight Zone, though. I think after a while, it would get to you. It like, sounds think about like if you were betting and you could read Tom Brady's mind right before he was going to throw it. Like that's very effective. Yeah, right? you know what, Cam? I got to be honest. I'm not smart enough to be reading people's minds. I wouldn't know how to use it. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Butcher it somehow. Come on, Colbax. Can't you, just, can't you just give us Biff's Sporting Almanac? Exactly. I'll go teleportation, though, out of the moment. <laughs> Very tough, though. I would love to teleport anywhere at any time. <laughs> well, you kind of you kind of can with travel as it is. Yeah? No, you well, can't. No, I just, that's not as fast. I'll see you guys were in Atlantic City when this is over. I just go... And I'm in Atlantic City. We party for the night. 
I go back home. Oh, there's a game here. I'm in the stadium. Like, you know what I mean? You don't have to pay for tickets. You, you don't do nothing. Times change, okay? I'm like, I remember when I was a kid, it was the TV show, The Invisible Man. And thing is, he was a nice guy. Like, he was, like, kind of getting screwed. He was like, you got to help me get back so people can see me and stuff. Now there's, like, a movie, The Invisible Man. It's basically a guy, like, you know, pulling the girl's sheets yeah. down in bed. She's like, what's that? Like, The Invisible yeah. Man. Like, I'm like. A commercial of. This is kind of like a, this is a bad porno. Hey, baby, I'm the visible man. <laughs> come off. Ooh. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, just for the record, for people, if you're wondering about the coronavirus, um, yeah, Chris Cuomo uh, got it. And um, yeah, we talked about it earlier. Chris Cuomo, somebody asked, hey, did you see Chris Cuomo got coronavirus? Yeah, we did. And yeah, he's, uh, a- he's in better shape. Chris Cuomo can like bench press me and Cam together. Yeah, uh, honestly, <laughs> I can climb mountains and stuff. I could barely get up my stairs, and this guy got it. Now I'm very concerned. Extra like Chris for- Cuomo. Imagine if he had to live on our diet for a week. He wouldn't be able to do it. He could actually like, imagine him. like if you told Cuomo, yeah, listen, one day you eat like Marenzi, the next day Cam. Oh yeah, he'd be done. Like be ex- done. Exxon gas stations. <laughs> Nestle, like, protein shakes, like, KFC buckets. He'd end up sicker than he is now. (laughs) I was pretty good. Last night, though, I ate two bags of ravioli, and then, but I put all the extra parm and the cheese on it and garlic bread with cheese. Like, cheese is a real big fattener. And I did have a vegetable, Gabe. I ate broccoli. I did a a stir-fry with broccoli and uh, beef. I told you, I'm getting better, buddy. Trying. All right, so uh, we've had a lot of fun breaking down the National Football League draft. Thanks to Rick uh, Saratella for joining us on the program. We'll definitely do it again uh, with Rick. Great guy. Uh, we'll get into the more uh, more props as we stated. One thing I w- we were going to get to, we'll get, I promise we'll get into the next show. It's it's listed on FanDuel Cam under offense, defense. Yep. Under draft props, offense, defense. It's team to draft an offense or a defensive player with their first pick in the draft. And they have it up for every Ooh, team in the NFL. I like so, that. So like Arizona, will they go offense or defense? Offense, minus 215. A team I was like, I was curious. The first team I scrolled to, were the New York Giants, because you got to believe, and you mentioned the worst kid out of Iowa, you know, you got to believe the Giants. They need protection for Saquon yes, Barkley. They, they need protection for Danny Jones. They got to get some protection in here. So you got to believe they're going to go with an offensive lineman. Minus 235 that the Giants go first with a with an offensive player. Yeah, I like that. I think they will get a lineman. If they're, they got stud players, you got to protect them, Gabe. But uh, maybe too bad you can't parlay them because 235 is a lot no, of we'll go. It's a lock. Uh, later in the week, we'll go through each team. Offense, defense, we'll give you our opinion. Yeah. Like, I'll tell you now, the Buffalo Bills, they're going to go defense. They're a defensive-minded team. They already brought in Stephon Diggs. They're not going to draft another offensive player uh, right now, not at least with their first pick. And it doesn't have to be the first-round pick. It's the first, first selection. Oh, okay. Yes, it's the first selection of the team. Like, the Bills don't even have a first-round pick. Yeah, so first... Uh, they might they might go offensive lineman again, Gabe, even though their lineman is good to protect a, a guy like that. They Al. need defensive linemen. They yeah, need they linebackers. Do. They do. They need a lot. Yeah. For yeah. defense, good, but you're right. But no, the Giants, we talked about over-under linemen taken in the first round. That's another prop that we'll definitely get back into. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.